Welcome to Conversations and Connections with HBA Toronto, the podcast that gives you access to industry pioneers, giving us an opportunity to learn together as we aim to achieve our goal of getting more women into leadership roles. Twice a month, we will be sitting down with influential leaders and HBA members from healthcare and the life sciences to gain valuable insights from their careers and key lessons that they've learned. We will also be bringing you discussions with industry trailblazers around hot topics of the moment. This is a fantastic opportunity for career growth, so please join us. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Season 3. If you have ever considered a mentorship program either as a mentor or a mentee, but were curious if it would be worth the commitment and wondered what the benefits could be, this podcast episode is for you. We will answer your questions, deep dive into membership programs, and specifically the HBA mentoring program. If you're interested, the deadline for the program is January 31st, and I will make sure all the links are in the show notes so that you can register or just get more information. Our HBA program is very unique as we offer a one-to-one mentoring model. Okay, let's get to this. I am so excited to have two fantastic people on our podcast today who have participated in our mentorship program when it launched in 2021 as mentor and mentee. They will be sharing their unique perspectives from their roles and the impact that it has had on themselves and each other. So first, I'll introduce the mentee, Danielle Bolap joined the program as a mentee with over 20 years of project management experience, health analytics, and market access experience. She is currently the senior manager of access private sector at Pfizer. HBA is expanding, very exciting, and it is no easy task to be the branch slash chapter lead of our new Montreal chapter. That's right, Montreal is getting a chapter and we're so excited. But when asked, Danielle definitely stepped up and we're so excited and very lucky to have her leading this initiative on the board. In the mentor position for Danielle, Lee Ferreira joined the program in that role. She currently serves as Faring Pharmaceutical Canada's general manager. Almost 30 years have passed during Lee's tenure in the pharmaceutical and biotechnology sector. She's a leader and a visionary in the corporate world and an innovator in her field. She's definitely someone that I know I look up to as well as most of us. She has been involved in HBA over the past three years through programs, events, and of course, this mentor program. Welcome to you both and thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. And if you want to jump in and let us know why you wanted to be involved in this program. Shall I start, Danielle? Would you like me to start? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Lee, of course. I think that this, uh, this program is just an exceptional opportunity to pair individuals that have a great deal of knowledge and experience and want to have this opportunity to share that with someone else. And I really take a great deal of joy, actually, in being able to provide and really offer guidance and support. And I really think that's what this this program is all about. It's really to help individuals realize their potential, truly. And the reason it's near and dear to my heart is because we don't 
always realize the impact that others have had on our development through our careers, professionally, even personally. And in my view, this is just my way to pay it forward. I am where I am because of the belief that many people had in me. And I, I really want to be able to give back. So that is why. It makes me so happy. What about you, Danielle? And I think this is interesting because I also, we both were in the mentor program together and we both were very senior in terms of double digits in our careers. So maybe also for people who are well into their career. So how did that play in for you? And why did you still say, you know what, I'm 15, 20 years in, I still want to be part of this program. And I joined when you, you mentioned, of course, having 20 years. So you think you should get it, or maybe you have in your mind that you should be at a certain level. And one of the reasons that I joined, I wanted to accelerate my professional development. And as Lee was mentioning, feel that I wasn't reaching my full potential. And when you're there, you could either decide to stagnate, blame, or decide to do something. And I felt that moving forward was just getting that unbiased feedback. And I like the external perspective because you get to work with somebody that has the different view about where you are and where, what you could do. Because sometimes when you're working with somebody more closely, they you get too close to the person and not realize what else the person can do. But by getting through this program, also the formal aspect of it, I had to self-reflect in terms of what I wanted to accomplish. So it was easier for me to work on those objectives. And I would say this program provided all of that. And it's an, it is an opportunity, even if you're in the double digits of your career in order to work on it, because we can always improve, we can always grow and there are different objectives that we can pursue and accomplish. Absolutely. So do you think that your experience matched those expectations of expanding your potential? A hundred percent. Lee's here. Over. I know there's no, <laughs> there's no video, but I'm laughing because we've had this conversation. It was more than what I was expecting. A hundred percent. I expected to be, become a better leader. I, I did. And, but what I got in the meantime was, as she was saying, that support, that guidance, the experience that she's been through also looking at it from a different perspective because you're doing something you've been doing something for a number of years and you feel you've had it but now when you're getting that perspective or when you're in front of a challenge there are different roles that you could take and but getting this guidance is what task will help me go closer to where I want to reach and this is what we offered yes I got more much more <laughs> than what I wanted. And Lee was this very generous person in terms of the support and the guidance. We had a specific requirement just in terms of meeting, but she's always available when needed, even if it's just for a quick chat or a quick touch point. It is because as you get through, I was, I wanted one of the, my objective, for example, was improving my confidence, but confidence is something that you build. So in the mm -hmm. beginning, you may be less confident, but as you get comfortable and as you're getting supportive and through these, these safe discussion, then confidence build and you get used to basically taking more directions. And that's how Lee was there to, for sure, throughout the program. And she knows this already, but I can't thank her enough. And for mm -hmm. the importance that she has in my career, it's un invaluable. Thank that's you. Amazing. That is what it's all about. Yeah. I should say this though, Christina, it's two-way. I made myself available, of course, because that's my commitment to this program. Well, however, met me more than halfway. So she came prepared, always open to having honest and fruitful discussions. I would say when necessary, providing guidance, providing support, and sometimes even a bit of coaching. She's coachable. She's open to receiving. I think her and I 
I don't know that it's unique, but I would say we developed a great bond, but it's based on trust and mutual respect. And she put in a lot of work. She stretched herself. I know you were uncomfortable and yet she still did it. And, and she put herself in situations where I said she, she's demonstrated a lot of courage and that's tough, but I could see that in her and it's the dynamic of allowing her to realize that she can see it in herself. I didn't do any of the work. She did all the work. I think we just together provided her this environment where she could actually see and feel what it might be like if she just took that step. And you know that it's lasting because when we were on a call, I think it was, we talked about why she had said yes for the audience. Danielle, do you want to tell them what you told the board of when, when we were approached to say, we need you to be head of the Montreal chapter? (laughs) Yes. You see that the lasting lesson, it took a few days to think about. And when I got back to Danielle Portnick, who's the HPA Canada region lead, and I said, well, Lee would like, would tell me to say yes. She yeah. would encourage me to go for it. So yeah. because I was hesitating in front of reaching out to Lee or not to make, to have the discussion. I said, I don't need to. She would tell me to go mm-hmm. for it. You're right. I would. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. And I was thrilled so when I heard. This is how you're learning. And you, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can do it also because yes, you can challenge yourself, but also having the confidence, the person, and you could, not only you could do it, but I'm also here to guide you through that as you're growing, because yes, we're, it's going to be challenging. And when you're doing something new, anything new is challenging. And as you're learning, knowing that you have the guidance and support of people that have been there, or at least going to help you make that transition. It also mm-hmm. uh, very yeah. supportive point of view. And for the- and I'm so grateful because now I can actually come and t- it's, mu- it's much easier to travel two hours than it is to go five. Yeah, so yeah. I look forward yeah. to our Montreal chapter. But so Lee, from your perspective of the mentor, describe the role and if people are considering maybe the commitment time, you touched on that. But yeah, touch a little bit more about like the growth and the experience it was like to be a mentor or maybe what you would want to have going into the program? As a mentor, primarily we should be acting as role models. We need to, as I mentioned, we it's a commitment. It's an investment. And I, that's how I look at it. Your mentee is in investing in, in their development, in their growth. And your investment is really in them, in providing them the best guidance and support that you can based on your own experience. And even if you don't have experiences, even being able to guide them on where they might get that support. Like it's a, I think mentors, it's a responsibility. We have a big mm-hmm. responsibility as mentors. And I, as I said, it's about really providing the opportunity for someone to see. It's really about a. It's really about believing in your potential or guiding and supporting a path that the mentee has. They, they want for themselves. I always look at this, especially with Danielle. It was more about your your development within your professional life. I know things always blend and bleed into our personal lives. It really is on development and growth within the profession, providing feedback, asking mentor, asking a lot of questions, the thinking of a mentee, reframing perhaps what they're saying or believing. And as Danielle said, allowing that opportunity for reflection and for another perspective. And sometimes mentors, in my mind at least, sometimes we just need to listen because you hear a lot when people say things. 
and being a sounding board for someone, sometimes that's just what they need in order for them to just take the next step. They just need someone to listen, maybe again, to ask those questions, be curious, reframing, is this what you meant? And Danielle always got herself to where I know she wanted to be. She just needed a little push here and there. Yeah. And honestly, I challenged her truthfully. I did, Danielle. I asked you to try some things that, you know, or I remember very vividly when, and you'll talk about this, I'm sure, we were looking at potential opportunities for to ex her to explore other positions within the organization that were not where she resides now. And uh, we were talking about what that would look like and how, if she went into an interview or a discussion, she could position herself in such a way that was favorable for the job profile. So it was, it was work looking at the profile, determining what the competencies of that profile were. I taught her about corn fairy competency framework to recall, and yeah. I had her do homework and say, go now. What are your skills? What are you exceptional at? Where do you thrive? And how is that aligned with that job profile? Because at the end of the day, you can make that pivot. You just have to understand how what you're currently doing now, the skills that you have now, how they can be translated into the new role. And you did it all. You did it all. So on the flip side, speak to that sort of Danielle, because the other sort of question the follow-up was in the initial meeting. So you guys had talked a little bit about how the framework that you were running the sort of the one-to-one -one program with. So what are your sort of thoughts on what Lisa, Danielle, and how did you prep to go into that initial meeting to set everything up in the first place? What I like first about the, the program, the APA program is there is a framework, but within that framework, we were flexible in terms of our schedule. And one of the framework was meet the, having a meeting every 90 minutes, I believe every month. We and I had decided it was set up for one meeting was 60 minutes and the other one was 30. Just that the logistically and being organized and prepared, I like that because we know the 60 meeting was a longer one, the 30 meeting was more of a touch point and for each of the meeting, of course, I had a few key points that I wanted to address, but they were also always based on what I wanted to accomplish. Yes, we're talking about leadership skills. We're talking about confidence. We're talking about career management strategy. And yeah, specifically to what Lee was referring to is more of the career narrative. This is something that I'm using now, but I didn't use back then because we're so set up in how we are used to it. For example, looking at job description or roles that we have that if I haven't done this, how could I do this other role and how do I sell myself even if I see myself doing so as, as you're mentioning reframing it in terms of the competencies managing a project so whether you're managing a, a brand or you're managing a submission in my case because I'm working within market access or what are the common threads what are the skill sets that you could leverage or working with customers being adaptable just and you're right it's not so the first it wasn't at the first meeting it was for me listening reading because as Lee and I said we have this in common we're learners so reading mm -hmm. we had always a few podcasts or books referenced just to understand and start getting comfortable and expanding my growth area and also putting in practice and maybe uh, validating of course I would say at the touch point where I'm looking at this is how I'm thinking this is how what I could leverage what do you think about that because what I also like is, is being concrete so some of those concrete examples that you're able I was able to have with you Lee yeah 
one thing that I did want to support here because I was getting so much feedback and I think it was in the middle of a program. I believe I had asked you, like, how, what are you getting out of it? Because I was getting so much and I actually, I actually felt gratitude and I felt that I was being selfish because I thought I was getting all of the feedback and I did ask because I'm getting this undivided attention with you, like the 90 minutes, even more when I didn't time in between the meetings. And I did ask you, and you're right, that's what you said. Like just seeing you grow, you seeing the development, you felt proud and yes. you felt pride. And that's, yeah, I, I, there, was all, there was also something for the mental point of view. When Absolutely, there is, realized, there is, yeah. yeah. It's women supporting women. I, it I, really I, is. It's, it it's really like that, is. Yeah. And it's like, we all can, there's enough room for everyone to shine under the yeah, sun. Absolutely. And it's, it's, yeah, it makes me feel encouraged whenever you hear this. And just, like I said, when you're just, you just want that satisfaction of seeing that person do well and it's succeed, you succeed, succeed. Exactly. You don't need something yeah. back that, that is no. something mm-hmm. back makes me excited. And the fact that Lee, when you were starting or maybe early in your career, you did not have that level of support. So you could have said, oh, I didn't have it. Others can do it. And you're saying, no, I'm going to make it easy. And I I make myself available, which is you've done more than 100%. Yeah. Yeah. At the, I am of a different vintage than the two of you. And it wasn't so readily available. Granted, I had a lot of people who supported my development and who taught me a lot. But a lot of that I sought out myself. As Danielle says, we're both learners. Those are our number one strengths. So we like to read and and observe and apply what we learn. But it's true. I didn't have this type of mentor-mentee relationship in my own career the way that I would have liked. And if I can help anyone or if I can provide that support, the guidance, it gives me, again, I take a great deal of satisfaction and it really does bring me joy. At the end of the day, as leaders, we're in the business of people, Mm -hmm. full stop. And so it's important for us to really cultivate the potential of our people. If if we as leaders are going to succeed, my success is predicated on the success of others. I don't succeed unless others working with me or within our teams are successful and they feel valued and they're contributing. And it's not always perfect, but you want to do your very best to, to really provide that to people who also, not everybody wants it and that's fine. But for those that do, how do we build the next generation? That's what I think we're doing here, truly. How do we build the next generation of strong, competent, confident leaders who are going to help the next generation below them? I love that. The support and the guidance, you were really able to grow and apply that. But what would you say if you could say, one, or maybe you can sneak an extra win in, what would be the most significant achievement from participating in the program that you realized? I would say the self-awareness that had made me become a better leader. Now, because of the question that I was used to getting from Lean, it's asking, so seeing the big pictures, being asked to think about those questions before making a decision, before making a move, both professionally in my career and even at work. And this is, that's the benefit of having, taking the time to self-reflect, to stop on it. It could be work. Maybe you could have gone from one role to another role without actually thinking, is this what I want to do? Is this what brings me joy? Is this what leverages my, my strength? Like mm-hmm. just being, that, being aware, actually what brings you joy, where you're the most efficient and performant. 
did this. It is what, this is what it brought me the best benefit. So it's hard to say because sometimes we're used to life as having benchmarks and measurable goals. <laughs> it's not something that you measure, but the fact that we was seeing, she was seeing as I was getting that more, much more comfortable from when we started that first meeting till then the last meeting, or I think in the beginning, she was saying, yes, I'm always at least open to listening. I didn't act as fat as I did. I didn't act as fast in the beginning as I did in the, at, towards the end of the program, but I would say I, I worked toward it and now... It's just part of who I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if I'm doing like the claps and I'm getting all the warm feelings about <laughs> this, because so, I think self-awareness, if that's what you like, that's amazing. I'm still like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I could see it. I could yeah. see it. There was this shift. There was this oh. change, even in the way, the one thing I will say, she came to the program, she had her plan, her goals, her objectives. They were so clear. And that's part of, why I think our relationship took off the way it did. You knew exactly what it is you wanted to achieve. We didn't quite know how we we're going to get there together yet, but you at least had that plan. But what I saw over time is you probably needed less and less. It was more, I'm just going to, I'm just going to check in. I'll just validate. In fact, you'd give me what you were going to do and you knew you were going to do it. And you didn't need me at all. This is where the sounding board comes in other than just to really ask the questions to validate. Yeah, of course, that's what you're going to do. Of to the point where then she gets this great opportunity with HBA and the Montreal chapter, not even to say anything to me until we check in and she tells me, then she's telling me now. That's very different. At the beginning, it was more exploring, asking, checking it's and this shift that occurred yeah. I could see it also Danielle do you recall when we talked about just okay how do you want to be seen how do you want people yeah. to see you yeah. in essence we were we talked about okay what's Danielle's brand your brand tell a story oh my goodness when her LinkedIn update came your page came and we it was wonderful and you told the story about your grandmother and honestly think if you think about those from where you began to how you really flourished actually blossomed almost it's remarkable but again I have to reiterate you did the work you put yourself in positions where okay, I don't really know if I want to do this. I don't even know how to do it, which is often what I say to people, right? You have to have, and maybe that's what you're leaving with. You have this true inherent belief in yourself, so much so that it doesn't matter. You could be asked to go and do something else that's completely outside of your wheelhouse, but now it doesn't matter. You're going to figure it out. You have enough confidence in yourself and belief in yourself and you'll decide, is that right? And even if it's something you know nothing about, I know you will thrive and succeed. And now you know that. Yeah. Just needed time, but I agree for sure. Yeah. You needed time. And I would say it didn't even stop after the program, as you're seeing no. the learning and the confidence, no. even after the program ended, it just kept building because I had this foundation that I had built and this yeah. continuous support or check-in just to make sure, yes, I'm still on the right track and 
but the plan is still progressing yeah. as uh, it was established. I'm waiting. I don't know where I'll be retired <laughs> or I'll need a consulting gig because I'm not employable anymore. And one of you will be hiring me. That's the deal. That's actually why I do these things, Christina. Uh, it's for my future. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And so beyond that, and seeing and recognizing the success clear that you had, Danielle, Lee, as a mentor, what was beyond the success, obviously, of what the both of you did, was there any other sort of key takeaways for you or accomplishments throughout that sort of this particular program as a mentor to Danielle? At the end of the day, if if I'm not adding value to the relationship, I meaning it's it's not providing Danielle with what she needs, then look, they don't always work. Sometimes mentee, mentor, this one, you're featuring one that is probably exceptional, truthfully. So they don't always work to this degree, but I think I never look at it as my role as a mentor, really achieving anything other than achieving my goal of being able really to provide, like I've said, provide that guidance, provide that support, the mm -hmm. coaching that goes along with it to someone else. It's really about what that individual chooses to do with that. And then seeing them, again, really grow and develop for themselves. Yeah. And strive for things that perhaps they wouldn't have before. And as I said, thrive thrive so really the accomplishment is just seeing your mentee do very well as a result of the relationship that's been created and fostered and it's two-way absolutely awesome. so we talked a little bit about how danielle had come in with her plans her goals her objectives and then you were looking at how to get there together talk to us a little bit about any useful metrics that you implemented and monitored as the program pro pro progressed to make sure that you had that success at the end we would discuss what it was you wanted to achieve and then we would put specific not necessarily timelines danielle but we would discuss, okay, it's what I called your homework. Okay, what could you do now? Let's go look at this. But I tasked you with going to do it yourself. And then, so I don't know that we had real milestones or KPIs. It was more what we did, though. We were really very good. You and I, and you especially, because you being the mentee, you led this more. Okay, we talked about this at our last meeting. Now you've come back, you've done the work, and then we would look through it and we would discuss it. And yeah. then from there, we would decide, okay, what's the next thing you can do? Even in discussing things like, okay, why don't you go and have that difficult conversation? Why don't you just ask, what would that look like? How it would feel? How would, and how would you do? And then you would come back. I did it. We talked about LinkedIn. We talked about your story. We talked about how do you want to be seen by your colleagues in internally and externally. Then you went and you did it. So we didn't have hard, firm timelines on things. I think what we did really is we constantly followed up, followed up, and you followed through, followed up, followed through. So you were committed to putting yourself again out there and doing some things that perhaps you wouldn't have thought of doing for yourself previously. Yeah. 
I agree. I was invested. I was motivated. I mean, mm. I think the expression, if nothing changes, once I had made the decision yeah. to apply to the program, I knew something had to change. And for that to happen, yes, I wasn't doing it in the beginning, as I said, very fast, but throughout that I was starting to move for, so it wasn't, I would say hard benchmark, but we did I did accomplish action always towards the goal. And yeah. exactly as you're saying this, talking about whatever challenge I had and maybe coming back, the example was for the competencies where you talked to me about it, you sent me the material, I read it, I went through my role description, the proposed role description, where would I see where would I see the fit? And we'd come back and maybe assess what I had what I had come up with and then yeah. asking questions, do you see something else? So those were very practical because sometimes it's always if you haven't done a mentoring session, you you don't have an idea, you don't know what's discussed, you don't know how you come out of it. But I agree with you. The fact that I had prepared, I also limited the framework of what we wanted to address because yeah. I had these two, three goals that I want to accomplish and our discussion were, I would say most of the discussion were framed around that unless maybe yeah. something else came we weren't that sometimes about your running region. we talk about yeah. your running and how running. you were yeah. running and how i had to get to the gym to work out because she was yeah. running so i better go do something that's yeah. what it was about <laughs> that's amazing and were there you talked about some of the sort of challenges that she helped you overcome but other than i know you're in two different cities so beside the distance challenges, were there challenges that you encountered during, it's almost a year long program. And if there was, how did you overcome those? I, I saw it like I'm thinking, I know it's been two years. They're shaking their heads. Yeah, it was I'm perfect thinking. listener. <laughs> Yeah, we started the connection. I don't know whether we, the fact that we connected first, building that relationship, and it was just easier to continue on that. But personally, well, we I had, didn't see. Yeah. What I think we had, Danielle, was rapport immediately. Yeah. So there was yeah. something that connected us immediately. I think I just saw my younger self in Danielle. <laughs> and no, truthfully. And so we had this instantaneous rapport that helped. Yeah. And yeah. then the trust comes from we're making a commitment to one another. And as I said, we follow through on that commitment. So with the exception of a few, maybe I moved one or two of our sessions, but immediately rescheduled, we committed to the time that we had allocated for our sessions. Yeah. I also said to Danielle at any time, especially if she was working towards something or something that comes up and she needs to get, I would always tell her, just send me a quick text and I'll carve out some time. And she was very good. This is time sensitive or okay, I can. So very respectful. This is what I was talking about being mutually respectful of one another's time. And so I don't know, it was just something. Yeah. And clearly, we enjoyed the process. Because yeah. if we didn't, then we wouldn't be here. <laughs> I don't think we'd be here like this. So it was and I must say, because HBA matches the mentor to the mentee. So whomever did that, I actually think I said that to you, Danielle did a very good job. I've had the same experience with fairing fairing had a mentor mentee program. And I recall the first um my first mentee, and actually she introduced me to the HBA. So she's out of yeah. the U.S. It was a, an incredible pairing as well. One of my strengths, when you're talking about my first one is learner. The other one is responsible. And I knew I had this undivided attention. I couldn't pass it up. It was an opportunity for me to learn. Minimum I could do was get ready for each of them. And just by doing the work, you're progressing. But of course, I was more than invested and motivated. But just, just the fact that I knew I needed to be accountable and needed to respect at least time. 
yes, I would say it just added up to the connection, the trust and building that relationship. Well, I was going to say, I think HBA really does. And that's a huge benefit of our program does a really great job with linking people. And I remember when they said, oh, this is your mentor. When I didn't, I thought, I'm like, we're not even in the same, this was someone in regulatory yeah. medical affairs. And I was in yeah. commercial yeah. and we just got along like a house on fire. It was like, we were just, I was just like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? And yeah. she still to this day will send me podcasts and I send her stuff. So I think that goes a lot. And I wanted to mention that too, because leave and you mentioned, and we had talked about this previously, there is opportunities usually within your organization to have mentor programs. But what I really wanted to hear you guys discuss was how that differs from a program like the HBA, where you're going to pay you know, a little bit of money, but maybe the importance of that difference of the HBA sort of independent program versus maybe something you might find at your work. I'll open the floor. Yeah, want to go ahead. <laughs> well, we had I some think, great insights before. Yeah, we were because we were just having this discussion before mm-hmm. we started. And look, there are advantages and disadvantages. So the last mentor-mentee relationship I mentioned was within my own company. So I was matched with a mentee through it's a career development program that we have, and it was excellent. However, both of us know our company, know all our processes, know how things work. So that's an advantage, but sometimes it doesn't allow different perspectives to come into the discussion because we're both operating in the same organization. Now, what I found with Dan- Danielle when I'm that was different is I had to actually how things worked at Pfizer. What yeah. would that mean? How would you go about this? Because having that insight is helpful, but... I wasn't going to necessarily advise or guide accordingly because I could offer, have you thought of this or would this be acceptable? Could you try this? And so there, there are other ways ex- external to, to your, to your own company that this relationship actually can provide you with even more benefit in my mind. It's again, you have advantages and disadvantages to both. But I think this perspective that can be offered when you're outside mm-hmm. of the company can often be very productive and beneficial. There's an opportunity also of increasing your network. I mean, one mm-hmm. reason in terms of career related, internal network and external. The healthcare industry in Canada is very small. Why would I say no to for somebody else to know more about me and what I can do and be a supportive or have a lifelong advocate? Um, that's also something not to overlook when we're, of course, if you have time, the time and the resource to spend, because if you really wanted to succeed, you have to put in the time. And yeah. for that, I, yeah, it makes sense if somebody wants to concentrate on both, but I would say don't overlook one over the other. Yeah, they're complementary. Absolutely. And like I said, listeners, I'm going to put more details where you can go and read a little bit more about the program and testimonials in the show notes. So before we go, I wanted to close off asking both of you for your advice to anyone considering the program. Danielle, why don't we start with you? My one piece of advice (laughs) is one piece. No, maybe it'll be one with multiple bullet points. Be prepared. And by being prepared during the meeting, but even before Sometimes it could be about figuring out what to do, but just having that self-reflection before signing up or after signing up, in between signing up and the program starting, it's, I think it's a very important. And as Lee mentioned, was definitely one factor of success because 
I already know at least what I wanted to accomplish. Of course, some of them were maybe crystallized during our discussion, but I didn't start with, what should I do, Lee? What do you think I should do? No. Because we would no. not have gone very far. No. Uh, no. We would have started with, what do you want to do? And then you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I probably would yeah. have given you homework and then yeah. I'd see what you'd come back with. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't be where yeah. we, I wouldn't be where no. I am now. No. And I maybe, no. maybe I want to illustrate something and you know when you're going to a new city, being having a mentor is the difference between getting into a new city with Google Maps or without Google Maps. Yeah. Uh -huh. If you don't have oh, Google Maps, very good. You might yeah. get around, but how more more efficient would you be than when you have Google Maps? What about you, Lee? Coming into the program as a mentor, truthfully to me, I take this very seriously. It's a responsibility. And and so I think mentors coming into the program or being a mentor you have to know your why why are you doing this yeah. for what reason truthfully we do this because we as i said at least from my perspective i really want to believe that i'm um i'm providing this support to someone else who otherwise may not have received it in the way in in a way that again has a positive impact that's really what this is about right to see other people succeed and to believe that you might have had just a little bit to do with it for me is all i need it's all i need so it's a responsibility though. I, you cannot go in this half-hearted. I truly believe like it is an investment. It is a time investment. And so you have to be committed to it. Absolutely. And I think that goes both ways. I mean, there is a commitment of on the mentee side, the mentor side, but it's obviously well worth it. And I just wanted to really say thank you to the both of you for coming on the podcast. And even if you are the exception, not the rule, even for myself and usually anyone I talk to, I really think that there's so many benefits to this HBA program. And I, for the most part, I can't speak highly enough of it. I agree. That's why I agree to to share the word and spread mm -hmm. the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Spread the wealth. That's perfect. Yeah, that is it. That is it. Again, thank you. You two perfectly illustrate the benefits and importance of our HBA mentorship program. I will make sure to put all of the links in the show notes to get more information. And again, just want to reiterate how valuable this one-to-one -one program is. For season three, every month, we will be delivering fantastic episodes, giving us more opportunities to learn and grow together to make 2023 the best year yet.